This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The UN Security Council got a wake-up call. They were specifically addressing global food security and got a lengthy briefing by Grow Intelligence CEO Sarah Menker. She told them the coming food crisis is real and likely underestimated, particularly for lower-income countries. Key elements from her presentation included the coming food crisis did not originate with the Russia-Ukraine war. In fact, there were indicators even before the COVID pandemic disrupted supply lines. The crisis has rendered an estimated 400 million people food insecure. That is the number of people lifted out of poverty in China over the last 20 years. Countries most at risk are North Africa, the Middle East, the Horn of Africa, West and Central Asia. More specifically, the challenges that these countries face are lack of fertilizer, climate disruptions, record low inventories in cooking oils, record low inventories of grains and logistical bottlenecks unraveling decades of economic progress. Menger gave an impassioned plea for a more substantial, immediate, and coordinated global action, and warned that without it, we're going to see what she called seismic human suffering that will dramatically reshape the geopolitical era we're living in. Not ironically, some of these issues are what is included in the discussions at the Pentagon. There was a week-long UN effort to negotiate a deal to let Ukrainian grain exit through its Odessa port, in exchange for lifting sanctions on Russian fertilizer exports. It fell apart when Russia's negotiators scoffed at the plan. Thursday's meeting was presided over by U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and the U.N. Secretary General, who were pitted against Moscow's ambassador. It ended when Moscow's ambassador told the other nations involved that the food crisis was all their fault for the unwarranted sanctions and that blaming Russia for the war against Ukraine that triggered the sanctions was not just absurd, but blasphemous. It was an interesting choice of words, since blasphemy is defined as speaking sacrilegiously about God or sacred things, and left a little room for further negotiation. Moscow's permanent seat on the Security Council gives it a veto. The decision to weaponize food is Moscow's and Moscow's alone, responded Blinken. 20 million tons of grain are sitting in Ukrainian silos as global food supplies dwindle. Our contact in Odessa tells us that Ukraine has the ability with some additional investment in infrastructure to export as much as 1.2 million metric tons a month, but that's a pittance. When spring-planted crops are harvested, it will completely fill up all storage in Ukraine, giving them little reason to plant fall crops until some export outlet is opened. One other approach to this is harpoon anti-ship missiles being given Ukraine by NATO. Their 300-kilometer range could clear the Russian Navy from the eastern Black Sea. You're listening to the Comstock Report. Brazil is scouring the earth looking for fertilizer replacements lost to the Russian-Ukraine war. Their largest exposures with potash as they import 94% of their potash needs. Brazil has been making headlines that they have visited the Arab Potash Company in the country of Jordan, the two countries are forming strategic alliances to develop their distribution of potash. Most of this is smoke and mirrors. While the country of Jordan is able to expand production, they'll not be able to do it on any significant level anytime soon, as Brazil needs it now. 
Jordan expects to export 300,000 metric tons of potash this year to Brazil, or less than 3% of the 10.5 million metric tons of potash that Brazil imports. As with many things in Brazil, these are things that should have been done a decade ago. Their best bet will be Canada. The line for Canadian potash is going to be a long one, as the rest of the world is in a similar situation. Brazil has been fighting inflation since the start of the pandemic in 2020. Inflation rates have hit a six-year high, with annual inflation index for April 2022 reaching about 12%. The Brazilian Fed has increased interest rates to 12.75%, the highest since 2017. Last week, in another step to curb inflation, Brazil removed import tariffs on several food imports, such as beef, chicken, and wheat. This move alone is not expected to curb inflation very much, especially because Brazil imports relatively little food. As oil prices have risen, Brazilian sugar mills are being incentivized to produce more ethanol rather than sugar, according to Louis Dreyfus, so much so that it could cause a shortage of global sugar. According to Dreyfus, ethanol profitability is such that a similar return in sugar would need prices above 20 cents a pound. Sugar is another commodity with an impending shortage. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-27-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.